Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory. Hallelujah. Man, that's the anointing. You don't feel that? Your wood's wet. <laughs> Glory. The Bible tells us on the night in which Jesus was to be betrayed, he took bread and blessed it, broke it, gave thanks. He said, this is my body, which will be given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now, I say this just about every time because people come from all different backgrounds. This is not the body of Jesus. It doesn't turn into the body of Jesus. Amen? It represents the body of Jesus. It's just bread from Wegmans, but I'm grateful for that. Amen? Nowadays, you get them communion things. They're like pretty much styrofoam. Horrible. This represents the body that was given for you and I. The body that was beaten for you and I. The same body that the Bible says that he took those stripes upon his back. And by those stripes we were healed. The same body that the Bible tells us was beaten beyond human recognition. That they smote him with a closed fist. They ripped the beard right off of his face. Thank God for Simon the Cyrene to help him carry that cruel Roman cross. But here's what I know. He did it for you and he did it for me. The Bible says for the joy that was set before him, he endured. So thank you, Jesus, for your body that was given for us. Tonight, we partake what represents the body that was given on our behalf in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You may partake. Bible says in the same manner, took the cup, said this cup represents a new covenant in my blood. Anybody thankful for the blood in this house tonight? Hallelujah. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do proclaim the Lord's death till he shall come again. Whew. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for the blood. I had somebody say to me recently, you know, you can't preach like you do on the blood and sing about the blood and all that. I said, why? He said, it'll freak people out. I said, let them be freaked out. I'll never be ashamed of the blood. I'd be nothing without the blood. I thank God that Jesus drenched me from head to toe. Come on, somebody. I was a little rough around the edges. My mom told me when I got saved, they had to give Jesus a blood transfusion. Amen. <laughs> Some of you get that on the ride home. But here's what I know. The Bible says that he washes you white as snow. Though your sin caused those crimson stains, he washed me white as snow. For Jesus paid it all. I said, Jesus paid it all. Tetelestai paid in full. So, Father, I thank you for the blood that washes us white as snow. The blood that imputes the righteousness of God to us. The blood that heals us. The blood that saves us. The blood that delivers us. There is power, power, wonder-working power in that precious blood that flows from Calvary. And Father, we're grateful for it tonight. 
we still proclaim Jesus' death till he comes again. And I feel it in my bones. He's coming soon. He's not coming back as a babe in a manger. No, he's coming riding a white charger. And the Bible said he'll have a sword in his hand, fire in his eyes. Hallelujah. And a robe that was dipped in blood. And on his thigh would be inscribed, King of kings and Lord of lords. His hair white as wool. Boy, I feel the anointing on that. He's our soon coming king. But we proclaim his death, his burial and resurrection till he comes again. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You may partake. Go ahead, Marcia, sing. sing God is so good come on lift it up come on sing it again Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you've been so good, Lord. You've been so faithful. Thank you so much, Lord. Hallelujah. It's a precious anointing in the house tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Had somebody say to me recently, you shouldn't be speaking in tongues over there. It'll scare people off. I said, no, it just scares the devil off. Amen. Don't worry about scaring anybody off. It's a precious gift for every believer. Jude said to build yourself up in the most holy faith. I had some guy tell me, speaking in tongues is of the devil. I said, well, the devil's a real dummy. Why would he give us a gift to edify ourselves and build up the church? That doesn't sound like the devil to me. That sounds like a dum-dum. Thank God. For the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Those precious gifts. I said those precious gifts. Man, I feel it even now. Hallelujah. We worship you, Father. We honor you. I give you the remainder of this service. Come and do what you only can do. Hallelujah. Just take a minute. Just begin to open your mouth and thank them. Maybe you're not used to worship like this. You'll be all right. Just begin to open your mouth and say, thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father, we praise you. We honor you, Lord. We lift you high in this house. Oh, we're praying. Come on, push through. 
Father, we give you the glory. We give you the glory, Father. You are so good. God, you've been so good to us. You've been so faithful, Father. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. At the right time, God reached out and saved you. Before it was too late. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way, Holy Ghost. Come and move in power. Come and move in anointing. Oh, Father, we give you the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Some of you are wondering about putting your foot in the water. Just jump on in. The water's just fine. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Lord. Maybe you're new to this church. Something you're going to learn about me real quick. I don't care what it looks like. I just want God to move. I don't care how he moves. I just want him to do it. I don't care who likes it, doesn't like it, likes me, doesn't. I could give a rip. What I care about is seeing God show up and show off. God alone can change people's lives. God alone is the one that can touch you. The devil does his best to beat you up all week long. Weigh you down. You come into God's presence, he'll lift that thing right up and off you. That's why even in a church service, the devil will do anything he could do to try and distract you from what God's doing. Because he knows that you get a hold of the word, he's done for. I said he's done for. Hallelujah. Shoo, glory. Thank you, Lord. We're going to worship the Lord with our giving, and then we'll get to the word. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I'll tell you this, and I'll be very clear about this. There is no pressure ever to give. I don't put pressure on people. I don't need to. You're not giving to me. You're giving to the work of God. And I've learned how to live by faith. Amen. God has been so good and so gracious to us. Has God been good to you? We don't give out of religious duty. We give out of love for God. Let me be clear about that. We give out of love for God. Because even if you're not careful, the tithe and the offering can become something you do because that's what religious, you know, it's a religious act of duty. Never, ever, the tithe and the offering always is out of love for God, out of love for God's work. It's an act of worship. It's just like singing, just like preaching, just like anything else. Our lifestyle is a lifestyle of worship. We worship God with our giving too, amen? With our giving and with our living. And I'll tell you this. If you think <laughs> that I want your money or this church wants your money, you couldn't be more wrong. And don't give. Because the church doesn't want your money. God doesn't want your money. God wants your heart. Now, most people serve money and not God. Don't shout me down all at once. And every time we give, I believe we're most like God. For God so loved the world, he, all God does is give. He's generous. When we're generous, yeah, in fact, I believe that's why God wants us to be generous. Because it makes us like him. Isn't that something? It's a thought I had earlier this week. Spirit of generosity and pushes back the spirit of greed. Allows the spirit of God to flow through, amen? So we're going to worship the Lord with our giving. You could bring an offering to the altar of the Lord when you're ready. Or if not, that handsome-looking guy with a bucket in his hand, known as Mr. Aaron, you can drop an offering with him.
And like I said, there's no pressure. If you don't have anything to give, that's okay. We'll love you all the same. I don't know who gives what here. I don't really care to know, to be honest with you. <laughs> Thank God for Paul. He's a phenomenal treasurer. Amen. There's some great men of God that help oversee here. And I'm grateful to God for each and every one of them. In fact, I was telling them last week. Wasn't I telling you after service last week? I said, Paul, you know the funny thing is? I've never had one crossword with anybody on the board here. Never one issue, never one anything. Just wonderful men of God that get behind the vision. And they're good men. And I'm grateful for them. Amen? I'm grateful for each and every one of you. So we're going to give back to the work of the Lord. And then we're going to move into the Word of God. Is that all right? I said, is that all right? Better turn that heat down to wake you up out there tonight. Come on. I'll get Aaron to turn that air on. That'll wake you up in a hurry. The blankets will be coming out. <laughs> I'm teasing. Please, if you're giving with an envelope, please fill it out legibly. That's to your own benefit. Everything you give here is actually tax deductible. Thank God for that. Amen. And we, we won't bother you. We'll never give out your information, anything of that nature. Once a year, we'll bother you. And by bother you, I mean we'll give you a statement of what you gave throughout the year. So when you're doing your taxes, you tell Uncle Sam, <laughs> fork it over. Amen. And so we're going to worship the Lord now. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we bring an offering to the altar of the Lord. Father, I pray you bless us and multiply it. Use it to further the gospel, Lord, both here and far. And we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. And I pray you bless the remainder of this service. I pray as I preach the word, it would not fall on deaf ears. It would take root in our hearts and do what only it can do. It cannot return to you void. And I believe for a great night in your presence. In Jesus' mighty name, all God's people said. I said all God's people said. Come on, give an offering to the Lord. Oh, praise God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Somebody give God a big hand of praise. Come on. Appreciate this team. And by team, I mean everybody who serves here at Thrive Church Honesdale. Amen. Makes this worship experience possible. Amen. Last week, I preached to you about the Holy Spirit. I'm going to do a part two to that tonight. And next week, we're going to have a wonderful guest speaker, all the way from Tyler Hill. I kid you not. I'm looking forward to hearing the man of God, amen? And I'm grateful to God for what he's doing. How about you? 
John chapter 7, if you have your Bibles, John chapter 7. It's funny, actually, I usually don't ever, like, preach messages again, but I've actually preached this before, just not here. But I felt in my spirit to preach it here as kind of like a part two from last week. Would that be all right? Might as well say, yeah, because I'm going to do it anyway, all right? John chapter 7. In verse 37, when you're there, say, mm hmm. Well, you could follow on the screens. <laughs> John chapter 7, verse 37 reads like this On the last and greatest day of the festival. You know what I love about Jesus? He's always partying. I mean, he's a good time waiting to happen. Think about it. In fact, you don't believe me? In fact, religious people got so mad at, at Jesus, they used to say, Oh, he's a glutton. He eats too much, he's a drunkard. All he does is hang out with sinners. No, no, no. That's what religious people said about him. Here's Jesus at another festival. I love it. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood up and said in a loud voice, Come on, somebody. People think I get loud. You got no idea. They have this painted picture of like this hippie Jesus nowadays. But that's not the Jesus I know. I said it's not the Jesus I know. The Jesus I know was the one who was fashioned in horsewhip. In the temple, ready to chase all the money changers out. Come on, somebody. Flipping tables over and starts cracking hides with that horsewhip. Read it in your Bible. The Jesus that I know is always turning things upside down, always standing people on their heads, always causing religious people to get ticked off. I love Jesus. How about you? He's always going to help the people he shouldn't be. He's always going to down and out, the last likely, the least to receive. And what I love about Jesus is he's always flipping a script on stuff. Come on, somebody. So on the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood up and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Isn't that good? I'm here to tell you that same Jesus is here tonight. And he's still proclaiming that same message. Oh, come on, somebody. He's still proclaiming that same message. Let anyone who's thirsty come to me and drink. Come on, somebody. In fact, he told the woman at the well, he said, I'll give you a drink from the well, and you'll never thirst again. Come on, somebody. You'll never thirst again. Jesus said, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. What I love about Jesus is he's all-inclusive. He's all-inclusive. Red, yellow, black, and white, they're all precious in his sight. Come on, somebody. You think racism was created like, you know, four or five years ago? Let me help you. It's an age-old problem all through the Bible. The Jews and the Samaritans mixed about like water and uh, oil. Racism is of the devil. I said racism is of the devil. Everybody's somebody to Jesus. I said everybody is somebody to Jesus. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood up and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, tell your neighbor, that's you. Come on, tell them, say, that's you. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Come on, somebody. Wait a minute. Let me, let me see. He said, anybody who wants to, they can drink of this thing. Come on. Let me help you. Anybody who wants to receive him can receive him. Anybody that wants to receive the Holy Spirit can receive the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. You don't need to achieve things with our God. You just receive from our Oh, come on. I said, you just receive from our God. I know there's a lot of people in fasting and prayer in this month, and I think fasting and prayer is a wonderful thing. I think it's a wonderful key to the believer, but let me help you. Fasting and prayer, if done with the wrong spirit, 
can just be another religious duty. And the Bible in Isaiah says things like that are like filthy rags in the sight of God. Read it for yourself. But Jesus says, let anyone who's thirsty come to me and drink. Come on. Whoever believes in me, that means anybody. As scripture has said, rivers of living water flow from within them. Let me help you. There's a power on the inside of you. Oh, come on, somebody. I said, there's a power on the inside of you tonight. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, help me, somebody. You could take a drink from that well, and there's a life-giving force called the power of the Holy Spirit living deep down on the inside of you. Come on, somebody. And cleaning you up from the inside. Thank God for that. From the inside out. Come on, somebody. He's working on the inside. And what you see on the outside is just a reflection of what's going on on the inside. God has a power. There's a third member of the Trinity called the power of the Holy Spirit. And he lives on the inside of every believer. Come on. When you receive him as Lord and save your life, you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Then there's a second work of grace by the Holy Spirit. Like I like to call it second work of grace. Tell your neighbor second work. Called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Come on. And he says you shall receive power from on high. It blows my mind that God forbid his own disciples to do any ministry until they receive that power. Yet nowadays we get all kinds of ministers teaching that it's not of God. Teaching the Holy, about the Holy Spirit like he's the red-headed stepchild in the back room somewhere. Come on, somebody. If you have a redhead, it's okay. <laughs> Hear me. The Holy Spirit is the greatest gift God ever gave the church. The greatest gift God ever gave the world is Jesus. Say amen. And then once you get saved, you receive the greatest gift for the church, which is the power of the Holy Spirit. Say amen. And I'm here to tell you, I'm not ashamed of the Holy Spirit. I'll never be ashamed of the Holy Spirit. I got no problem casting out a devil or laying hands on the sick and watching them recover. I got no problem with people speaking in tongues and receiving power from on high because I've come to know, hear me, that's our God, that he wants to fill his people with his, come on somebody, with his power. Don't let bad religion rob you of what God wants to give you. Don't let bad religion rob you of what God wants to give you. God wants to give every believer this precious gift. Say amen. Rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Come on, somebody. Up to that time, the spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Father, I pray in our remaining time together. Oh, Lord, help us. May we receive from you. May your word take root in our hearts, in our spirits, in our minds. Do what only you could do in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come on, say amen. amen. Number one tonight, if you're taking notes, which you should, the Holy Spirit is in you for you, and he's on you for others. The Holy Spirit's in you for you, say amen to that, but he's on you for others. In other words, the Holy Spirit's in you to build you up. Come on, I told you last week, he's a divine encourager. Not all at once. He's a divine encourager. The Bible says, one translation, I like it, says he's standby power. He's the great comforter. Come on, somebody. He's the great healer. He's the great physician. Come on. He's the third member of the Trinity. Our God is three in one. Say amen to that. God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the precious Holy Ghost. 
And I'm here to tell you tonight, he's God all by himself. Come on, somebody. I said he is God all by himself, but he wants to put his spirit in you to help you, to build you up, to encourage you. Come on, somebody. You have peace on the inside that you can't get anywhere else. You have joy on the inside. You can't get anywhere else. You got love on the inside. You can't get anywhere else. He's got something called the fruit of the spirit. There's nine of them. Tell your neighbor there's nine. Fruit, not fruits. Amen. I don't like nuts. Neither does God. Come on, somebody. Leave the fruits, flakes, and the nuts in the cereal box. But I'm here to tell you, God has nine precious gifts of the Holy Spirit and nine fruit of the Spirit. Tell your neighbor, that's 18. Some of you, that's the only math lesson you're going to get tonight. But I'm here to tell you, he's got nine gifts of the Spirit, and he's got nine fruit of the Spirit. And they work hand, oh, come on. They work hand in hand. It's funny, is the fruit of the Spirit's in you for you, but the gifts of the Spirit come upon you for all. The fruit of the Spirit's in you for you. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, meekness, self-control. Come on, somebody. But the gifts of the Spirit come upon you to help other people. The gifts of the Spirit come upon you to be a blessing in your generation. Come on, somebody. Some of you have been around here for a little while. You'll see how God will use me by the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It does nothing for me. But boy, does it lift other people. Oh, come on. Boy, does it set other people free. God will drop a word in my spirit for somebody. Go over and be able to read their mail. Am I a psychic or a fortune? What are you, nuts? I don't know anything, but the Holy Ghost knows everything. The Holy Ghost just wants to help people. I say just wants to help people. I had one person say one time, God told me to expose all the ministers and to call out all the false prophets and to tear down his church. I said, listen to what you just said, you lunatic. Amen. Very quickly, I landed myself on that list of people to be tore down and exposed and all this under the sun. Let me help you. God never calls anybody to tear somebody else down. Well, the Holy Spirit told me, no, you're a liar because the Holy Spirit's a divine encourager. So either you're the liar or God's a liar. I pick you. Amen. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3 and verse 3, let God be true and every man be a liar. I don't fend well with that stuff. God didn't call you to expose or tear down or do anything else. No, you know what God called you to do? Let your light shine before all men. Come on, somebody. What did God tell you to do? God called you to encourage one another, to build people up. It's amazing how the littlest things you can do just by giving somebody a smile, how it can lift their day. This morning... Lou was feeling sinful, so he went through the McDonald's drive-thru. Amen. <laughs> Nobody had cooked us breakfast with the cafe closed down in Peckville with the snow. So we did the next best thing. Amen. The golden arches. We come through the drive-thru. First off, I can't believe what they're charging nowadays in that golden arch. Holy crow, I think they think those arches are gold. <laughs> Pull up to the window, though. Look at that precious girl. I said, hey, I hope you have a great day. Man, he watched this depressed-looking face turn right upside down. Lou, am I telling the truth? Man, she said, thank you. She gave us a food. Hey, I really appreciate that. I hope you have a great day today. Watch just little things you can do. Come on, somebody. To help lift somebody up. To help encourage somebody. God didn't call you to have a gossiping tongue. In fact, he hates that. Read it in the Abominations of God in the book of Proverbs. God says six things I hate. Well, wait a minute. Actually, there's seven, and that's one of them on the list. 
But I'll tell you what God did call you to do. Build people up to encourage one another, to help somebody. Come on, somebody. To be God's hands and feet here in the earth. Come on. I said God's hands and feet here in the earth. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is in you for you, but he comes upon you for others. Say amen. Jesus said it like this. The Spirit of God is upon me because he has anointed me too. God always anoints you to something. Tell your neighbor, say, God always anoints you to something. Come on, some of you trailed off there in a little bit. I think I heard the tongues in the back. God always anoints you to something. Come on, somebody. To do something. To make a difference. To be a blessing in your generation. Come on, somebody. To be able to make a difference in your world. Does that mean everybody's called to preach? No. Clearly. Amen. I have a friend told me one time, he said, some were called, others were sent. And there's some others that clearly just bought a microphone and went. That's a whole different story. But the truth is, hear me, everybody can do something. I said, everybody can do something. Worship God with the gifts you do have. I said, with the gifts you do have. How about just, if you work somewhere, be a good employee. Don't tell people about your faith if you're a bad employee. Come on. I'm a Christian. Never want to be one of them. Come on. Tell them you're something else. Be the best that you can be. Hear me. And whatever you do. Why? Because it glorifies God. Jesus said it like this. It was Luke chapter 4, verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Say amen. The Bible says in Acts 10.38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth. You know why that's so important? Because that was his earthly name. Don't shout me down all at once. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all who are oppressed of the devil. That's Acts 10.38. Number two tonight. We need the gifts of the Spirit and the Spirit of the gifts. We need the gifts of the Spirit, yes, not more than ever. But we need the Spirit of the gifts. The gifts of the Spirit are not meant, uh, I don't know how to say it, to put on a circus. Like it's been done in the past where men abuse things. Hear me. There's abuses in everything. Say amen to that. Let me help you. There's good doctors and there's bad doctors. Good Lord, well, never mind. There's good, never mind. Oh, baby. There's good and bad in anything. Say amen. So you don't write everybody off because one person is bad or because something's bad. No, you know what you do? Well, God bless them. God will work it out with them. You just keep moving forward doing what God called. Oh, help me, somebody. You just keep building that gift on the inside of you. Hear me? You're building it up on the inside. God, I realize this is for me in here. But, Aunt God, when your spirit comes upon me, it'll help other people. Come on. Some of you have been hanging around here for the last, going on four years now. And you've seen miracles take place. You've seen people with stage four cancer get healed. You've seen blind eyes come open. You've seen deaf ears come open. You've seen miracles that there's no other way of explaining it other than the raw power of God. Let me help you. That's what the Bible calls the gift of healing and the working of miracles. I'm not ashamed of the Holy Ghost. I put him right front and center where he belongs in his church. Come on somebody. But watch this. When somebody gets healed, when somebody receives a miracle, watch. I couldn't do any of that. But God has precious gifts. Tell your neighbor precious gifts. 
Oh, come on. I'm here to tell you the camels are coming. The precious gift. Hallelujah. I feel it even now. Precious gifts for every believer. I said precious gifts for every believer. Somebody might just need a healing right now. Somebody might just receive a miracle right now. The Spirit of God comes upon you for other people. It's in you for you, but it comes on you for others. And I'm here to tell you, God has precious I said God has precious gifts that he wants to lavish upon his children. In fact, Jesus said, you earthly parents are kind of evil and know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more who your father is in heaven will give you all good things. I'm here to tell you the Bible says in James 1.17, every good and perfect gift comes down from the father of lights who there is no shadow of turning or variant in thee. I'm here to tell you he's a good God. He's got precious gifts of the spirit, but it's not just about the gifts. It's about the spirit of the gifts. Come on, somebody. I don't have time to go into it tonight, but in the book of Genesis, I said the camels are coming. Oh, it represents the gifts of the Spirit. The camels are coming. I don't have time to preach it tonight, but I'm telling you right now, God has precious gifts. Come on. And as the bride who is Christ, the foreshadowing of it in Genesis. Come on, somebody. And he's got nine camels loaded down. Loaded down with gifts. I'm here to tell you, he's got nine precious gifts that are loaded down for every believer. The bride in that story represents the bride of Christ. Come on, somebody, who Jesus is coming for. He's coming again soon for a church that's without spot and wrinkle. Come on, somebody, that's precious and holy unto him. How? By the precious gifts of the Holy Spirit. We need the gifts of the Spirit and the Spirit of the gifts. I'll never love the gifts more than I love the Spirit. A lot of people get their wires crossed. It's not a circus. It's about God. It's about God. It's about God. Oh, Lord. I feel him even now. How about you? Thank you, Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. Say amen. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, and it everyone in the same God at work. Somebody said the same God. I said the same God. Now to each one of the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. For the what? Well, the Spirit told me to expose them. You're a liar. It says for the common. Oh. It says, hear me. Same God. Same Spirit that works by this thing. But it's for the common good. What? For other people. To build up the church. Come on, somebody. When I pray for the sick and people get healed, it doesn't do nothing for me. But it brings other people healing. Come on, somebody. I made up my mind a long time ago. God, I don't care who doesn't like it, what it looks like. I'm going to be used of you. God, I'm going to put your gifts right on display. I'm going to put the Holy Spirit where he belongs, in the center of his church again. Not in the back room and put put it aside. You know, in these churches in America, it's no wonder they're in the shape they're in. They put the Holy Ghost out. And replace them with systems. Replace them with, you know, pretty much schemes for people or get-rich-quick schemes or something else. No, that's not God. God is to be on display in his church. This is, come on, somebody, this is his church. It's his spirit. It's his gifts. It's about time God gets put where he belongs, which is on the throne again. Somebody say amen. I might even preach a minute. Now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. Say amen. Amen. To another a message of knowledge. 
by means of the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, which I think all mothers are born with. Discerning a spirit. Come on, somebody. My mother, when we were growing up, man, she must have the hotline to heaven. I think all mothers do. Come on. She's like God. You can run, but you can't hide. Think you're getting away with no mama knows. Come on, all the ladies sit. <laughs> to another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of... Of what? Yeah, we're getting it now. And the same spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. It's about high time we start having some good teaching on the Holy Ghost in the church again. I see evangelists running all over, putting all kinds of fruity stuff all over social media, and people flocking to them in droves. And God's not the center of it all. You're putting on a circus. You're making videos of people, you know, falling out in the spirit and whatever and making jokes about it and whatever. I saw it just this week. You want to talk about grieve my spirit. People chasing these guys around like the who's who, the charismatic zoo. That's not God. Might be God's gifts at work, but I'm telling you, God is not glorified in stuff like that. Oh, look at me. No, it's not look at you. You're not God's gift. God is God's gift. God might use you. I'm glad he does. I'm glad he uses me. I'm forever grateful for it. But hear me. Don't get your wires crossed. Got all this teaching mixed up in the body of Christ. And especially, you know, my parents are over in South Africa still. Especially over in Africa. I mean, some wacky stuff. Right, you guys lived there for a while. Some wacky stuff. It's about time God gets his church back. I said God gets his church back. When this thing has been turned into, hear me, a circus. That's the nicest word I know how to say. Or I see all kinds of ministers following people to, you know, get them more likes and more followers. You could make money preaching on YouTube, doing stuff. I hate that stuff more than anything. You're not a preacher. You're a prostitute. Well, shot me down all at once. It's what you are. If you join the ministry or you're doing something, I don't know why I'm on this, but I feel it. And your end game is how much money you can make or what you can do or whatever. You're not in the ministry. You're a pimp. It's true. Go get a job in the world. You'll do better. The ministry is not about your likes, your follow, your money. Your debt. It has nothing to do with any of it. The ministry is all about God. Now, will money follow the work of God? Without a doubt. Will God bless you? I believe that 100% more than anything. But that's not the focus. God's the focus. God's not a get-rich-quick scheme. I don't know why I feel this tonight in my spirit, but I do. I'm here to tell you, God is God all by himself. God alone will get the glory. Come on, somebody. And you hear me. you got to love the spirit just as much as you love the gifts. <laughs> I know I'm on it because I can feel it in my bones. Let me help you. Be encouraged. You were born of the Spirit. You are full of the Spirit. And you have the gifts of the Spirit. You know, a lot of times I pray for people, they get healed. I don't feel anything. Right? I hear people, oh, well, it's all about my feelings. Most of the time I don't feel jack. I don't have to feel it. I know it. 
help you. Even when you, I don't feel it. I don't feel like they love me. I don't feel like the church. Let me tell you, that's a lie right from the devil. You're taking the bait of Satan, Brother Ed, just like we were talking about earlier. You're taking the bait of Satan. Hear me. God loves you indefinitely. This church loves you indefinitely. Come on, somebody. God is a good God. Don't let the devil lie to you through your freaking feelings. Come on, somebody. Well, I don't really feel God anymore. Well, let me tell you, he's closer than he's ever been. The Bible says, lo, I am with you always. For he said, I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm here to tell you that same spirit is still on the inside of you. You might think that you got a dusty, musty pond on the inside of you or something else. But he said, out of your belly would flow rivers of living water. He said that there's a river flowing on the inside of you. Come on. He came to proclaim anyone that's thirsty, come to me and drink. And he said, you have a river. Come on, somebody. Life-giving force on the inside of you called the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm here to tell you, it's not stale. It's not stagnant. It's life-giving power, life-transforming power. It lives on the inside of you and lives on the inside of me. And it's called the power of the Holy Ghost. Glory. So next time your feelings are trying to tell you something, you tell them this. Listen, Bubba, I'm born of the Spirit. I'm full of the Spirit. And I have the gifts of the Spirit. I remind this old flesh all the time. Listen here, buddy. I'm born of the Spirit. I'm full of the Spirit. I have the gifts of the Spirit. I don't care if I feel it or not. I'll work myself all up. Come on, somebody. That's why Paul said to Timothy to fan the flame. That's put on the side of him. He said, Timothy, when I laid my hands on you, the gift of God came on the inside of you. But do yourself a favor. Fan that flame. Come on, somebody. Put another log on the fire. You might feel like you're cold. It's time to put a little more logs on it. Come on, somebody. Just stir that gift up on the inside of you. you. Say, God, I don't have to feel it. I believe you're working anyway. I don't have to see it. I know you're working on my behalf. I know I'm born of the Spirit. I know I'm full of the Spirit. I know I have the gifts of the Spirit. I walk by faith and not by sight. Come on, somebody. I'm not moved by my feelings. I'm not moved by what I hear. I'm not moved by what I say. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm moved by what the Word of God says. And if God says it, that settles it. And last I checked, he said, you're full of the Spirit. You're born of the Spirit and you have the gifts of the Spirit. You believe that? Somebody give God some praise. Glory. I told you I felt the anointing. I worked myself up in the car out front. <laughs> I'm so tired. I said, Lord, I just need your spirit to come over me. Fill me right up. 1 Corinthians 13 reads like this. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but I do not have love. Come on, somebody. I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Faith works by love. I said faith works by love. Don't allow the devil to use somebody else to steal your love. I say this half joking. Half joking. One time I said to God, I said, God, I don't like that guy. He said, I don't like him either. But I commanded you to love him. Don't let your faith or your miracle get messed up because you don't have love. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. For everything the law and the prophets has to say hangs on these two things. Put it in modern-day vernacular. Ever see Dumb and Dumber? What church am I preaching in? You ever see Dumb and Dumber? Come on, lie, you fry. Remember when they're riding in that 72 sheepdog? Hey, Harry. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> on their way to Aspen. Come on, you remember this? Oh, it's so funny. 
Cop pulls up alongside. Pull over. It's a cardigan. Thanks for asking. <laughs> what a great movie. <laughs> Give me that, you pumpkin pie haircut and freak. I mean, it. Now watch. When people, hear me, operate in the gifts of the Spirit even, but they don't have love, it's just what it sounds like to God. The most annoying sound ever. You know what you sound like when you preach? The Bible says in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of pleasure, have a form of godliness, and deny the power thereof. I'm here to tell you, I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt, especially what I've seen since 2020. People all over the place calling themselves pastor. People all over the place believe God called them to a place to split a church and go somewhere else and start a church. That's not God. That's the devil. But I'm here to tell you, let me take it a little further. It's exactly what the Bible talks about, having a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. I'm here to tell you, you don't have any power. You might have a form of it, but you don't have the real deal. You got the cheap knockoff, the imitation. And the truth about it is you sound like this. The Bible still says in Psalm 127.1, Lest the Lord builds the house, they that labor, labor in vain. If I speak in tongues of men and angels, do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, come on somebody, but you do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I might boast, but I do not have love, I gain. Number three tonight. Everywhere you go this week is somewhere Jesus wants to be. You ever think about that? Everywhere you go this week, somewhere Jesus wants to be. That God put his spirit in you for you, but upon you for others. Come on. That God says, wait a minute. Yes, you need the gifts of the Spirit, but you need the Spirit of the gifts too. And then did you ever think about everywhere you go this week is somewhere Jesus wants to be? We are at the gym. I don't know. It must have been Friday, Lou and I, just for a brief amount of time. A couple of guys come over to me. One guy said, you got to hear this guy preach. I said, oh, he lies. <laughs> this guy said to me, he said, I'd like to pay you for a half hour of your time. I said, you know, pay me for nothing. Gift of God can't be bought with money, Simon. I said, I'll give you a half hour anytime just to help you. Any way I could help you. He said, Tyler, he said, you have such a peace. And every time I'm around you, I could feel that peace. Watch. Do you ever think everywhere you go this week, you don't have to be standing on the corner like an idiot with a blowhorn yelling, turn or burn. And if that's you, I can recommend to a church It's just not this one. Amen. But you ever think, hear me, everywhere he goes this week is maybe somewhere Jesus wants to go? Oh, man. That maybe just by your presence being with somebody, a peace would come over them. That you carry hope on the inside of you that other people desperately need. You carry love. Do you have it all together? No, and neither do I, and neither does anybody else. Everybody's got hurts, habits, hang-ups. Everybody has fallen short. There, nobody is perfect except for Jesus. And I see another thing, running around, all these guys preaching, you know, everybody's perfect, you're perfect, but it's not true. God's not waiting for people that are, that are perfect or have all the gifts together or whatever. God's just looking for the gift of availability. 
People say, God, I, God, I got hurts, habits, but God, use me. If you can use anyone, Lord, you can use me. Use a donkey in the Bible, you can use me. Come on. God can use anybody at any time. Why? Because God wants Jesus. God wants Jesus to reach people. So when you go to work, look, you don't have to preach at people. You don't have to, you know, be all this and whatever. Just be who God called you to be. Just do what God called you to do. I was in Montreal earlier this week for a funeral. And a pastor is just a great man up there. And what I loved about, you ever been to an Italian funeral? It's like three days long. You got about 17 viewings. And then they got a, a funeral, so this is true. Then they do something where they go to the mausoleum and do a thing there and all this. That's the church my wife grew up in. It was the Italian Pentecostal church at Fob Street. They still have an Italian service there. But what I love this, more than anything, my wife's grandfather, his whole life, the whole service, you know what it was all about? His love for God and his love for other people. Powerful. And the man of God, there's a wonderful, wonderful man of God who's just encouraging me and who told me probably four or five times, if you ever feel led to leave where you're at, I'll hire you first. Amen. <laughs> He's a good man. But watch this. What so moved me this week was that everywhere Grandpa went, he wasn't a vocal preacher. In fact, the cra- you want to hear something crazy? <laughs> years and years ago, there used to be a camp called Green Lane down the line. I mean, you're going back, back to when my grandfather was a young preacher. At that camp, Carolyn's grandfather sang in what they called the Canadian Gospel Airs, which was a singing quartet. They were there to do the worship for the camp. My grandfather was a scheduled preacher, and Mick Shuttlesworth was the other scheduled preacher. I mean, you're probably talking going back 70 years ago. Watch how God, hear me, would take a man from Italy, move him to Montreal, my grandfather from Long Island, and Mick down in West Virginia. Put all three of them. What are the chances of that? Put all three of them together. <laughs> never knew each other. Never knew. <sighs> Everywhere you go, hear me. Is somewhere Jesus wants to be. Why do I share that with you? Because you never know what God has in store for your life. You never know where God wants you to be, who you're going to encounter, whose life you're going to impact. I don't know. It doesn't mean you have to be this big vocal preacher. Just be who you are. Just be a good person. Just like that, you're going through McDonald's drive-thru, eating health food. And just encourage the girl at the window. How many times do you think she got encouraged today? Probably not many. Wow, you did a crappy job with my food. My french fries are cold. I got a coupon and you forgot to put it. Think about this. Don't ham an invite for church after that. Amen. But think about it. The little things we could even do in this life. An encouraging word to somebody. An encouraging text message to somebody. Something so simple. Just allow God to use you to impact other people. Amen. God's not looking for perfect people to work through. He's looking for available people. Amen? Number four tonight. This cannot be purchased. It's grace. This cannot be purchased. It's grace. 
Now, I quoted it before, so I better read it to you. But Acts chapter 8, there's a story about this guy, Simon. I'll read it. It says, When Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, Give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Uh-oh. I said, uh-oh. Peter answered, May your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. Uh-oh. You thought you can buy the gift of God with money. In fact, that's why James warns preachers to be careful. What? That they don't do, in other words, give people special treatment because they're a big giver. See that by faith. Amen. Seriously. But what, what have we done in this country? We're going to wine and dine them because they're, the, they're a big giver. Better be careful giving people special treatment. Everybody's somebody to Jesus. I don't know who gives, who does. I'm not worried about any of that. You know why? That way I can't even fault myself for that. Knowing who gives or doesn't give or whatever. Why? You can't buy the gift of God. Right here, Simon gets rebuked for trying to buy it. Got all kinds of craziness going around. Well, you know, if you give me X amount of dollars, you know, this anointing that's on me. Listen, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's dead, dead wrong. And I know I probably just offended half y'all that watch whoever on whatever, but the truth is, it's wrong. I didn't think I'd get too many shouts. Peter answered, may your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Huh? You have no part in this because your heart is not right before God because you thought you could buy the thing with your money. Isn't that something? Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you and having such a thought in your heart, for I see that you're full of bitterness and a captive to sin. Ain't that strong? Nice way to kick off the new year, huh? I could have brought you in and said, well, I'm going to give you seven keys to have the best year of your life and sent you on your way. Happy, clappy, and whatever. But the truth is, hear me, you don't buy the gift of God. You don't buy it. Now, I believe you want to receive a gift, you sit under a gift. I believe you want to receive a gift, you serve a gift. Without a doubt. But you don't buy it. It's grace. It's the grace of God. Come on. We need to be born of the Spirit, full of the Spirit, and operate in the gifts of the Spirit. But it is by the grace of God. Amen? Number five, and lastly tonight. It's my privilege to eagerly desire the gifts so I can be a gift. Isn't that good? It's my privilege to eagerly desire the gifts. Why? So I can be a gift. So I can be a gift. Certain gifts I flow in, I believe have become, uh, come to me as a result of, I've earnestly desired to be using these gifts, Amen. But I've also hooked myself up with men of God who flow in those same veins. 
Because I believe the anointing can be imparted. Amen? I believe just like Paul to Timothy, laid his hands on him, gift of God came on him. I believe in impartation. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I believe, in fact, by laying on a hands and the gift of impartation, it'll make you go further faster. Say amen. But it's the grace of God. Why do you desire the gifts? So you can be the next YouTube sensation or whatever? No. If I was trying to do that, I wouldn't be doing it in Honesdale. For starters, amen? No. You know why I desire to be using the gifts? So I can be a gift. So I can help people. The apostle said, in this flesh dwelleth no good thing. I can't do anything in my own strength. I can't do anything in my own flesh. But I desire God and the gifts of God so I can be a blessing to help people. I do whatever I can do to help somebody. I mean that. People that know me will tell you that's the truth. I love being a blessing. I love little things, even taking people to dinner and paying the bill. I love taking people to events, doing whatever. Whatever I can do to be a blessing to people. Whatever it's spiritually, physically, financially, whatever it might be, I earnestly desire to be a blessing. Why? Because I just want to honor God. Just want to honor God. And instead, the script has gotten flipped. Hear me. That it's all about you and not about God. It's a form of godliness, but it denies the power thereof. Denies it every time. It's not about you. It's about what God did for you through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Why? Do you want to be used so you can be a gift? Worship team, you can come back. I'm going to close. It's my privilege to eagerly desire the gifts so I can be a gift. Last scripture, 1 Peter 4.10. God has given each of you a gift. How many of us? God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Aren't you glad that God has a great variety? Use them well to serve one another. Come on. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. I myself am unique. Let me help you. So are you, brother. Amen. The Bible says, watch this, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. I see a lot of, especially young guys, because I deal with a lot of younger ministers. Trying to be a carbon copy of somebody else. And they imitate another preacher, for instance. So they start walking like them and talking like them and saying the things they say and doing all this and thinking they're going to have the same results. And the truth is you're not going to. The truth is you're, you're like a cheap knockoff. You're the fake Rolex. You're the Rolodex. Come on, somebody. <laughs> It's fake. But hear me. When you're just you, the real version of you, God can flow through you in your uniqueness, in your weirdness, you know, whatever it might be. I don't know. And I see people cheating themselves of what God wants to do in their life because they're trying to be somebody else. 
Or they're trying to vicariously live through somebody else's life. Come on. Some of y'all crazy soccer moms are like, you know, you will be the best soccer star to your kid. Like, chill. Your kid probably doesn't even like soccer. <laughs> or field hockey or whatever. Like, and they're trying to just vicariously live through, push through, push through. And just relax. Be who you are. Let your kid be unique in who they are. I've never tried to be anybody else. You know why? I don't like anybody that much. Amen. <laughs> I'm teasing. I just want to be me. I'm not everybody's cup of tea, and I'm good with that. How about you? I, I'm not. My preaching's not for everybody. I'm good with that. I really am. Whether people come, don't come, I don't really care. You know why? I'm who God called me to be, and I'm doing what God called me to do. And if there's one thing I could do for people, it would I don't know how to say it. Be who you are. You don't have to be this demonstrative whatever. Maybe you're a super introvert. Anybody introverted? Nobody in this church. Okay, we got problems. <laughs> Maybe you're an introvert. That's good. Some people are introverted, honestly. I'd rather be around them. It's just like peaceful being around them. My wife and I are opposites. I'm glad we are, amen? If she was like me, we'd have trouble. <laughs> and I know some of y'all would say the same thing if your wife wasn't sitting next to you or vice versa. What am I saying? Tyler, how, do, how can I be a gift? By being who you are. Being who God called you to be. Just be you. You don't have to be a knockoff version. You could have a butch haircut and biceps. And I watch people and I'm like, who cares? Really? Just be who you are. I'm a little rough around the edges. And whatever. Polish the stone a little bit. God's working on you. Amen? But just make a determination in your faith, in your heart, in your spirit, that God, I just want to be used as a gift. I, I, whatever I do. Smith Wigglesworth, who's probably arguably one of the greatest guys of faith of yesteryear, was a plumber. Didn't go to Bible school, didn't have all this stuff. Worked full-time as a plumber. And at age 44 years old, he got saved and touched by the power of God. All throughout this Bible, hear me, God doesn't use these superheroes he uses people with hurts, habits, and hang-ups. You don't believe me? Read about Noah sometime. Who builds a boat in the middle of Iraq where it's never rained before. And everybody thinks he's crazy, but he's just doing what God told him to do. They never saw a boat built before. He's doing what God told him to do. He's being unique in who he is. Was he perfect? By no means. He took a redneck vacation. You know what a redneck vacation is? He passed out drunk for three days on the beach with no clothes on. Read it in Genesis. Some of y'all have taken redneck vacations quite frequently. Amen. <laughs> Teasing. It's a joke. Some of y'all, I can't joke like that. Relax. Stiff-necked. Loosen up. Loosen up. All throughout the Bible. David. Well, that's a man after God's own heart. Yes, it was. But he was also an adulterer. Fornicator, a murderer, may I go on? 
Noah, Abraham. Abraham wasn't a Christian man. He was called out of the Ur of Chaldees. In fact, his people he came out of, they were astrologers. They studied the stars. They worshipped the stars. But God called them out of there. Come on, somebody. And God said, no, 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 no. I'm going to make you the father of the faith. God can't use me. Oh, God could use anybody. God doesn't want to use the fake version of you, though. God wants to use the real version. God wants to use the real you to be a gift. Imagine if everybody was the same. This world would suck. Think about it. It would be like a bunch of cardboard cutouts. <laughs> Think about it. I don't want to be like anybody else. I love being my unique self. I really do. I'm happier than I've ever been. You know why? I don't care about the opinions of people. I don't care what anybody has to say. I don't, I don't mean that rudely or arrogantly. I just have freed myself from all concern. And I'm happy in who God made me to be. And I wish I could do the same thing for you, but I can't. But you can do it for you. Stop making excuses. I'm too fat. I'm too black. I'm too white. I'm too poor. I grew up on the wrong side of track. If I grew up in a different family, da 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 da. You have no idea. I won't go into my history. I'm going to close, but I wasn't given anything. People think I was handed stuff. You have no idea. I wanted to drive when I was a kid. My parents said, well, where are you buying a car? Who's paying the insurance? How are you paying the fuel? I got my first job when I was 11. People think I got handed. I got handed nothing other than bills. I wanted a cell phone. I was like, I don't know, I think I was 12 years old, something like that. Guess who paid their own cell phone? Still do. I grew up different. But I'm glad that was the upbringing I had. Taught me how to work hard. Taught me how to be responsible. Taught me how to care for stuff. I had a quad, snowmobile, all stuff, whatever. I worked for it and bought it myself. I'm not bragging. Look, I'm talking. Be who God called you to be. But stop making excuses for why you can't be what God called you to be. I mean, really. I have no idea what God's going to do in the future. But I'll tell you this. He stuck with me, whether he likes it or not. And I'm stuck with him. And I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is going to use us greatly for his glory. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Maybe you don't know my Jesus. Tonight's your night. You're not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. There's a God in heaven that loves you. Has great plans for your life. I'm telling you, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I could brag of his goodness till he comes back again. I promise you that. And I'll never stop. People think it's arrogance. It's not arrogance. It's glorifying who he is. In fact, in John 14, Jesus tells us that God gets glory in our asking of the Father. So how's that one working to your theology? But I tell you this, there really is a real heaven. There really is a real hell. And the only way to heaven is through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. The only way. The Bible says there's one mediator between God and man who is Christ Jesus the Lord. This is not about religion. It's about a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. I'm going to afford you the greatest opportunity you've ever been given. 
It's not winning the Powerball. It's to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask you to repeat this prayer after me. It's not a prayer that saves. It's faith in Christ alone that saves. I said faith in Christ alone that saves. Say, dear Jesus, I admit I need you. I receive you as my Savior and Lord. Father, forgive me of all my sins. Help me, Lord, to live for you. Fill me, Father, with the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. A couple things, and I'm going to cut you loose. Number one, go to church. It does not have to be this church. I wish it would be, though. If it's not this church, do yourself a favor. Make sure the church you go to preaches and believes all the Bible. Amen? Like believes it from Genesis to the maps. Make sure it's a church that if you're dealing with something in your body, they know how to believe God for your miracle. That they teach on all the gospel, whether it offends people or not. So go to church, amen? If you'd like to come here, we'd love to have you. We meet here Sunday nights at 6.30 p.m., which clearly you got the memo because you're here, amen? Number two, pray every day. Prayer is simply being thankful to God. I don't know how to pray, Pastor. That's okay. Wake up tomorrow and say, God, thank you for another day on this earth. A lot of people didn't make it through tonight. We were on our way here. We had to turn around. Lou's precious wife, Tammy, her mother came down with something. So she had to go take care of her mother. How, she's what, 81? Your mother-in-law? And she got out of the car. I said, Tammy, we'll pray for your mother. Prayer can do what God can do. Amen? Go to church. Pray every day. Number three, read the Bible. I said, read the Bible. Together as a church, it, it's optional. We don't, nothing's mandatory. But we read through the Bible every year through the Version Bible app. And I made a little mistake because uh, the family keeps growing, amen? And I didn't know you could only have 150 people <laughs> reading through a plan together at a time. So I got a whole bunch of people who couldn't get in on the plan. So I'll send you a secondary plan, amen? <laughs> That's my own fault. I'm not exactly tech savvy. Thank God for people that are. I'm lucky if I could walk and chew bubble gum, but here we are, Amen. Read the Bible every day. If you need a Bible, where that sign is, it says Thrive right back there. One of the guys will give you a Bible free of charge. There's never, ever a charge for the gospel. If you have a smartphone, download the YouVersion Bible app. If you're a guest, first time here tonight, there's a little bag back there underneath that Thrive sign as well. It has a little white, uh, what would you call that, card on the front of it there. That's just a gift for you. We don't want anything from you, nothing like that. Just want you to know we're here for you. This church is for you, amen. God is for you. And whatever we can ever do to help you, we're here. So, pray every day. Go to church. Read the Bible. It's really not that hard. It's elementary, my dear Watson. And that's what we're going to do, amen. Who's back there, Ray? Carolyn, get that squared away. Is it here? Good man. I bought pizza for everybody, so... Happy Hanukkah.
I'm teasing. I just like to eat, and so does God. Amen. You don't believe me? Someday the Bible says at the great coronation, we're going to sit at the marriage supper of the Lamb. And if you don't want to eat good, that's up to you. But as for me and my house, I'm going to stuff my face on the other side of glory too. Say amen. It'll be a blessing. I'm going to turn you loose in just a moment. It's the first Sunday of the month. I do this every first Sunday of the month. I don't make an apology for it. Uh, we receive a special offering for missions. There's, once again, no obligation, whatever, but we're just trying to help as many missionaries as we can and organizations. So if you want to give something as you go, that's great. If you don't, that's cool too. I'm going to just pray a blessing over you if that's all right. Pray a blessing over that pizza, amen. I thought I smelled something. I'm teasing. Thank you, Lord. Can I pray for you, young man? Can I pray for you? I'll be okay. I won't embarrass you. I'm glad you're here. You okay if I pray with you? You were hanging around in the back there while I was preaching. Checking out if you like what I had to say or not. It's okay. Nothing to be nervous about. All the mean guys are out there. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm going to pray with you. That'd be all right. You know what I mean? Father, in Jesus' mighty name, do what only you can do, Holy Spirit. I'm glad this man's here. I pray, Lord, for him, too, that he would feel the great comfort of your spirit. Father, I pray you touch his body, too, from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus' mighty name. Pastor, 
fresh blood transfusion from heaven. Touch your body. Amen. Nice to meet you, brother. I'm glad you're here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thanks for being here tonight, folks. Thanks for making an effort to get to God's house. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to pray a blessing over each and every one of you. And I'm going to do something Jesus never did. I'm going to leave you. When I get done preaching, I don't know how to explain it. I have no energy left in me whatsoever. Most of the time I go upstairs and sit down for a little while, drink a water, and then we go home. Amen? There's no place I'd rather be, I mean that, than here with you folks on Sunday nights. As long as the Lord has me here, I'm here, you're stuck with me. Trust me, the best of them have tried to run me out of town. I'm still here. <laughs> this is a great town. It really is. I've traveled all over. This is a great place. And God really is doing something really great here. Thank you. God bless you. I'm glad you're here. I'm also glad that pizza's here. Amen. Because I haven't eaten since McDonald's this morning. So I'm hungry. That be all right? You doing good? You have a good week this week? Good. I love seeing you. hope you know that. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll be missing your show. I'm going to be out of town. But I'd like to come see you. But just know I'll be praying for you. It's a good man right there. Every hand lifted to heaven. Man, I feel the anointing. Thanks for showing up for Thrive's birthday. <laughs> Moving into our fourth year. Oh, Lord. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray this is our best year we've ever had. I pray your spirit would be so poured out in this house, people wouldn't know what hit them. I pray just like my couple of friends I've met here tonight. God, you just keep drawing people into this house. Keep making a way where there is no way. Keep touching people, God. Keep raising them up. Oh, Lord, you get the glory for it. Oh, Father, I give you the praise. Thank you, Jesus. I pray the Lord blesses you and I pray the Lord keeps you. I pray the Lord always causes his face to shine upon you. You're rising up, you're lying down, you're coming in, you're going forth. Each and every day you live to see the gift of another sunrise. May you know you're blessed and highly favored by Almighty God Himself. And we give you the glory for it. When do you guys go back to school? Tuesday? I'm going to pray for you before you go. That'd be all right. Stretch a hand towards this young couple. Amen. You guys are a couple still, right? Yeah. Whenever I get pictures with people and they're only dating, I tell them I'll stand in the middle and they go on the each side of me. That way if it doesn't work out, you just fold over that into the picture and everything's good. Amen. Smarter than I look. They're going back to the Bible school that I graduated from. I pray the Lord blesses you guys, gives you great favor. 
The president's a dear friend of mine, a good man. Take her by the hand. It'll be okay. You can hold hands in church. Just this one time. Let's make sure you leave room for Jesus. Amen. <laughs> when did you come down? You just got here? You drove down from New York today? Thanks for being here. I know. You really like it here. I know. I felt that last time I prayed for you. She lives in Baldwinsville. Is that where it is? New York. Up above Syracuse. Drove to be here tonight. I drove through there like four times in the last week. In fact, we were in a storm the other night. I pulled over in Pulaski and got a hotel. Amen. Did you get stuck? Yeah. I said to Carolyn, I said, I know where there's a hotel where I go fishing up here that I stay in. We pull up. She said, this is not a fisherman's hotel. It was a nice one. I said, oh, if you want to stay in one of the rat cottages, I can point you to a bunch of them. Amen. No flea bag motel. Nobody said you had to suffer for Jesus. Come on, somebody. I like to laugh, but I tell you this, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray as you guys go back to school, the anointing would increase on you more and more. In this time of training, is never wasted time. Father, give them strength, anoint them, give them great favor, Lord. And you're the one who said in Psalm 119 that you'd even give us wisdom to make us smarter than our teachers. So I pray the Lord gives you both great wisdom, great favor. I pray the Lord blesses you. And sister, I pray the Lord increases the anointing on your life. Anybody come from Baldwinsville, New York to be in Honesdale on a Sunday night, I pray the anointing gets stronger and stronger on you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. That's pretty good, isn't it? Hallelujah. Hey, I love you. More importantly, God loves you. This church is for you. I hope you have the best week of your life. I hope you'll come out next Sunday night to hear a great preacher from the great town of Tyler Hill. I'll be praying for you. Believe in God. Amen. I'm going to take a little time with me and my family, if that's all right with you. And I'll see you the following week. That'd be all right. If you want to give something to the missions offering, you can. If not, we love you. Enjoy some pizza on the way out of here. Hopefully it's still warm. Amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next week.